Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen and we sit here in um, anticipation of England's semi-final match against Denmark tonight. It is Wednesday, we are recording. I am your host, Anne Gripper. I am joined by my friend, Daily Mirror Royal Editor, Russell Myers. The episode will be going out on Thursday when we will know our fate. So hopefully we will still be joyful and jolly and looking forward to another big match. But who knows? Big we will, problems. we will. You have to believe. You have yeah, to believe. You have to believe. I'm wearing my England shirt. So it's, you know, it's going to happen. It's all going to be fine. And um, I mean, one person we know won't be at the match tonight is the Duchess of Cambridge because she is in COVID jail, which we'll talk about a bit more in a little bit. But I mean, if I was Prince William, I would definitely be going. And if I was Prince George, although the match kicks off at eight o'clock this week rather than the five o'clock one that he went to last week I think I'll be like dad but England always win if I go watch them at Wembley I have to go it's really important I don't mind if I've got school tomorrow it's it's for the good of the nation I have to be there that would be I mean well what time what time does a seven-year-old go to bed probably about eight o'clock yeah I mean it would be it would be a late late night on a school night gosh it will be it'll be a late night and there'll be Jubilate. Well, I think it will be a jubilant time. No tears and tantrums. So surely they've got to let him to go. Well, and also if if we'll use the if word, if we do win tonight and are playing on Sunday night, that's another eight o'clock. And like, can you imagine, Dad? I mean, he would forget, never forgive him ever. Like, you didn't let me go to the final. This is so unfair. Like that would be used against him for years and years to come on, on arguments. But anyway, that's the time-space continuum. And listeners, you will know already whether um, whether Prince George got to go to the football match after all. And if he did go, what he got to wear. So anyway, we shall look forward to seeing that. And particularly, we shall look forward to seeing the football. And um, but yes, anyway. So lots to talk about this week as ever. Um, it was the anniversary of the founding of the NHS and some special things that happened with that. Some new patronages, Charles and Camilla uh, out and about in Wales, a bit of music, a bit of drinks. Thanks for everyone who sent messages in relation to Iron Brew last week. Um, so we'll share a few of those a bit later on. But first, I want to start off with Kate. Kate at Wimbledon, because that was, that looked like she was having a tremendous amount of fun. I love the video of her doing the, you know, the quick reactions of like whack-a-mole having to do the... <laughs> Test your, was it peripheral? Your peripheral vision and your, your peripheral reactions. vision. She was good at the central ones. She was less good at the sort of the far, the far corner ones, which is what you'd expect. That's where your peripheral. Easy for you to say. Well, the, um, anyway, the, the, she, she doesn't. Well, she always looks like she's having fun. Wimbledon's a great, great tie, great day out. Um, but it's not with, been without its controversy, is it? Because she, as you as you said uh, at the top of the show, she is now in COVID jail, and there's a bit of. Um, but just you know, the story had developed. Did she find out while she was at Wimbledon? Did she get the the beep or the what's it called? The ping, the, the ping, ping on the the COVID app that you have to go and self isolate. But um, it turns out that she was notified, not through the app, not through a test and trace call, but she was notified that someone she had come into contact with uh, last week um, had actually tested positive for COVID. So she is now um, in in COVID jail. She is now in, uh, in Kensington Palace for a period of 10 days, but the 10 days works out from when you last saw the person. So she had, we'd understand she'd last seen this person, don't know who that was, but last Tuesday. So she is in COVID jail now, but should um, England gets the final. 
So on last Tuesday was the football. Yes. Anyway, so, so for those for those of our listeners who are unfamiliar with the delights of the pings and COVID jail as it works in the UK, so basically there's an app, and if you go to places, you have to check in using a QR code, which everybody is suddenly really familiar with, having them having previously them just look like weird square squiggles that nobody really used for anything very useful. Everyone's now like, oh yeah, totally familiar. Check in, fine. But if you are in close contact with someone who tests positive, then the app will go ping you have you know you've been in fortunately touch wood i've not had one so i haven't been sent to kobe jail but it essentially says stay um stay at home don't go out it's like the monopoly go to jail board go directly to jail do not pass go do not collect 200 pounds so um so yeah so kate has to stay at home and you've got um you've got the uh yeah so she has to stay out stay for a period of time and um and we'll see how long that is but if it was last tuesday then she is in with a chance of getting to the football have we worked out whether she can go to wimbledon what for the final well if she can get to the football on sunday she can get to the wimbledon on sunday the men's final well saturday's the ladies and that should be okay as well that should be long enough because you know as i said last week it would be lovely to see george or and or charlotte in the royal box with her there but maybe that would be and it would be at a much more acceptable child-friendly time um it didn't quite work out when she was there on friday in terms of the matches because andy murray um it's always always great to see him back on the court after all the injury problems he's had but he didn't he didn't get through and then um so there was a lovely tweet that got sent out from the Kensington royal twitter account saying unbiased wink prediction to win it at andy underscore murray and emma radicano who is an a-level um she's she's waiting for her a-level results i mean i think i spent my summer after a-levels going out going out to the local nightclub on a monday night and there she was on one of the show courts (laughs) at wimbledon playing in playing in the fourth round and you know unfortunately she had to retire had to retire poorly on on Monday, but she's she sent a nice sort of um, tweet reply to Kesterbrook. Quote tweeted their message saying, "Oh, not quite this time, but thank you so much for the encouragement." So you know what a time this uh, this eighteen year old has had getting through to the fourth round at Wimbledon, getting good luck wishes from the from the Duchess of Cambridge and um, and so on. So best of luck to her in the future. I'm sure Kate will be hoping to see her her again next year. So we we don't know who this person is. We don't know under what circumstances Kate came into contact with her but we do know that Kate is um is you know take, is is in COVID jail at home isolating and steering clear of everybody so William you're on the school run all this week That's... he is on the school run I mean it's listen it's slightly probably slightly different uh being in COVID jail living in a palace but uh and having your meals <laughs> brought to you by a load of servants however it's still um still an issue that uh that she has to she has to contest with and I'm sure she would have definitely like to have gone to the football having had such a good time last week cheering on England beating Germany and uh, maybe maybe George will get to go I'm sure he'll be um, tugging at his dad's uh, trousers begging him to, to go to the football yeah, being sent to COVID Palace is rather more appealing probably than being sent to COVID Jail and um, she looked like she had a good time down in the kitchens as well she was learning to hold strawberries with a using a spoon rather than a knife like that. I did continue hulling my strawberries with a with a knife even after seeing this spoon tip because I've got a nice <laughs> one with a little curve and 
you know, I'm not having to do it at scale like the people in the Wimbledon kitchens, but I went and picked some strawberries from the end of my garden in the rain the other day. They're growing strawberries now as well. An absolute, well, I think they like it this year because it's raining so much, so they're not, because I'm not very good about watering the garden. So this yeah, year they're, they're like, loving yeah, it's it. I mean, gosh, you know, we haven't had a weather, weather update for a while, but we are absolutely deluged at the moment with rain. It has been... Yeah, I was going to say this... summer coming? Fingers here. Yeah. I was going to save this mention for later, but I'll throw it in now since we're talking about the weather. But the picture of um, Sophie Wessex on a tandem bicycle as part of her work as patron of the Vision Foundation. So that was that was in a park that is very, you know, it's in the corner of London that I live in. And it said it, that she braved, braving the weather for a tandem cycle ride in Bushy Park this afternoon. It was absolutely chucking it down. It was like November. It was like in our in our kitchen where, where I work. It's like sitting in a washing machine. The amount of water that was coming down. So uh, they managed to get a nice picture of her looking halfway halfway dry. But I imagine she might have had a slightly damp afternoon. But fair play to her getting out on the bike. And um, we see the the cyclists, sort of disabled cyclists, around the park. And it's a great facility that they have there. Anyway, right. So Kate being in COVID jail meant that William was solo for the um, for the service for the sort of anniversary of the NHS's founding and for the for the NHS big tea. Well, season. he wasn't solo because he had me there. I, I oh. got to go. Oh, you are you are just the same as the Duchess of Cambridge. <laughs> just as stylish, just as lustrous hair. I mean, it's thank you. Thank it's like you. looking at Kate when we're. I do. I do. Together. I do try. I do try. So um, how was it? Well, I mean, I I think I got a bit too excited. Not like tucking into the slow gin from the Buckingham Palace shop. However, I thought it was going to be a big garden party. But of course, there are so still so many restrictions. You, you know, there? we're in a pandemic, don't you? Russell? I know, yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah I'm getting it's far too carried away. So I was, I was looking forward to it. I think, oh my god, this is the return of garden parties. We haven't been to one for two years. This is going to be amazing. There's going to be loads of people there. And then suddenly, someone burst my bubble very, very quickly and said, "No, there's there's a, it's a maximum of thirty people outside." So, um, but it was still very nice. And so there was all these all these different NHS trusts, and they have uh, they had the sort of unenviable task of trying to choose literally a couple of people from each trust. And there's I don't know how many trusts there are. There are probably hundreds in the in the in the UK. So, in order to minimise travel, it, they try and they try to adapt try to adapt the the event and just chose them from sort of London and the surrounding areas so people weren't traveling too far. And they got 28 very, very worthy people from sort of ward nurses, um, cleaners, there was ICU nurses, doctors, uh, people in sort of military hospital roles as well. And the 28 of them came down to have something, well, it's called the big tea, but it was basically tea and, tea and, tea and finger sandwiches, cucumber finger sandwiches, a couple of cakes knocking about, and um, and they got to meet the Duke, which was very nice. And the the band were playing from the, I think they're from the Household Cavalry, they were sort of uh, playing some playing some tunes in the background. It was, it was sort of, it was a very nice day, then it poured down and it was nice again. And um, it was a, it was a jolly nice time. However, I didn't even get a butty. No sandwiches. Nor a cake. No scones. I was too okay. busy. I was too busy. Oh, too, too busy. Dedication no, to the one. cause, but you know me, I love a spread, so I was, you know. 
pretty pleased. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the last times we were all in the office together was when we had our hundredth anniversary and ate a load of cake. So, anyway, next time we get back together, clearly we're going to have to do um, either either beer or cake or both. Or both. Or both. both. Bubbles. Okay. Bubbles Full goes hot. better with cake than That's beer. I think. Yeah, bubbles is always nice. Um, and also to mark the uh, mark the occasion and the incredible contribution of everybody who's worked for the NHS over the last year and in the years in the past as well. So the Queen gave a very special award with a handwritten note, so I'm going to put on my best Queen voice. It is with great pleasure, on behalf of a grateful nation, that I award the George Cross to the National Health Service of the United Kingdom. This award recognises all NHS staff, past and present, across all disciplines and all four nations. Over more than seven decades, and especially in recent times, you have supported the people of our country with courage, compassion and dedication, demonstrating the highest standards of public service. You have our enduring thanks and heartfelt appreciation, Elizabeth R. So I think it was lovely that this handwritten message. I managed, I had to look up what the, I couldn't work out what the word before appreciation was. And in her sort of, you know, as a, as a woman in her mid nineties, she still has excellent handwriting. I'm sure she does oh, a so. lot of, I'm sure she does a lot of handwritten notes. Whereas I'm using my computer so much all of the time that my handwriting is barely, barely functional write <laughs> a shopping list um so you know she's it's very it's very stylish but i did just struggle there's and so many different things it could have been boundless limitless i was trying to work out but heartfelt such a such a good word and unusual this russell to well you are right because it has only been awarded to a group of people twice before and this award goes back to sort of the 1940s obviously the queen's father king george the sixth um gave it to the uh the inhabitants of malta in 1942 for the heroism displayed by the island's inhabitants during enemy bombardment in war world war ii and then in 1999 the queen awarded the george cross to the royal ulster constabulary of northern ireland in recognition of the forces bravery so two major major uh, periods within recent history and i think that this tells you um of the sort of recognition that the nhs both past present and future deserve um and have rightly been recognized um throughout the the, the pandemic but of course this is was uh, was made on the 73rd anniversary of the nhs so i think a lot of people have hopefully had more of an appreciation of what the nhs is all about i mean it's often it's the envy of the world isn't it but we we, we sometimes take it for granted in this country and so you have sort of like a and e's full to the brim on a saturday night because people are falling over drunk or you're hurting themselves um and and certainly that hasn't happened because of the pandemic and we've sort of all did our claps on the on the doorsteps and um and have had more of an appreciation of what it means to be sort of a frontline NHS worker, so so thoroughly deserved, and um, and I think that's something that uh, hopefully we'll we'll conti- continue to see, um, you know, more of an appreciation of our NHS in the future. And it's quite fitting that Thank You Day, as it's been called, so it was, was on Saturday, so just ahead of 
ahead of that, I did enjoy the picture of the Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla, holding up a holding up a glass and saying, on this very special thank you day, I wanted to say a heartfelt cheers to every single one of this country's wonderful volunteers who have made such an enormous difference to us all over the past year. Because I think we have long said, from those of you who've been listening back in the day, and thank you to those people who've got in touch and said they've gone right back to the beginning and been listening to the very earliest episodes and, and following the whole the whole um series all the way along but certainly in Amber Grafland and I would regularly say that Camilla was the one we most fancied going for a gin and tonic with oh absolutely she very, absolutely. She very much looks like she has a gin and tonic in that um in that glass so a big cheers from her and Prince Charles did a did a special hospital radio show so his 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 message that he shared and then he, I've got his playlist as well and actually i failed to mention at the top of the show that russell and i are trying out some new microphones today so dan's going to be applying some new magic recipe to tidy us up so we'll see we'll see how it goes but um well i've nearly passed out three times from trying not to breathe so we'll we'll see how we go (laughs) i'm afraid i'm so so nervous about touching normally i'm bashing away on, on a keyboard trying to remember things or flicking through papers and i am I'm so scared of making a noise. We could hear we could hear Russell's neighbour's dog before we started recording. <laughs> so you God. can tell how much more sensitive the microphones are. So anyway, this is such a such are the joys of continuing to record from home. But we do we do enjoy doing. Well, I'm sure the Prince of Wales had no uh, none of these problems when he was delivering his hospital radio um, special show for the NHS to thank NHS staff volunteers for all their hard work. Now. This is very, very interesting. You're going to go through the playlist, are you? I've got a bit of the playlist. Okay, let's hit me with some bit of the playlist because I, I, I've seen, I only saw a sort of a, a, a few of his favourite artists. Diana Ross. Yes. Well, it's a, there's some that I know and there's some that I don't know. You may get some clicking from me from the microphone as I switch between my tabs now, being naughty. But um, I think the first thing to say is the hospital radio is it's a real national institution here. There's so many journalists who've actually started their careers on hospital radio so often or have done that at some stage sort of during their past. It's um, it's quite interesting. It's never something that I did, but I think well, it's... Well, a lot of the, sort of, you get a lot of the sort of Radio 1, the people who then became very cool, they, they definitely started yeah, on hospital radio. I'm sure like Chris Moyles, maybe Nick Rimshaw, maybe he did student radio, but certainly the people that became uh, big stars in the radio um, entertainment world had started off on it. Um, and, uh, and Prince Charles... Is is no different, but uh, come on, hit me hit me with three so, choices. Playlist on Spotify is the three degrees given up, given in. Don't know that one. I but, I didn't know it, but then I listened to it and I have heard it before. Big sus- disco tune. I suspect that's going to be the same as a lot of these. The click song, Miriam McCabe. Don't, don't know that one. And then I got to number three, Upside Down, Diana Ross, and I had to try really hard not to just like sing that as I was reading it because that just <laughs> does what that one does just. Make you want to dance. I presume you're a lady. Is you're a lady? That one. Mm-hmm. Is that Peter Skellen? She's a lady, isn't it? Oh, she's a lady. That's a whole different song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still uh, Edith Piaf. Have you got that one? La Vie en Rose. Yeah. Yes. La Mer. Charles Trenet, which I know more from the sort of. I think that's the same as Bobby Darin. Do I mean Bobby Darin from um, A Life Less Ordinary? There's a great version of that song on there. Don't Rain on My Parade by Barbara Streisand. Benicky, oh, by Old Blind Dogs. Lulu's Back in Town by Dick Powell. They Can't Take That Away From Me, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Now that's a bit more up my street. I can do a nice bit of ballroom with that. The Voice, Ama Quinn. Trussie Garrig, Catherine Finch, Simran. 
Cameron. I think that's probably a Welsh one. And then Bryn Turfel, um and I, it's, it, I can I can read the Welsh bit, but the English bit has gone. Thou gavest. So that's with the orchestra of the Welsh National Opera. So I think he's tried to sort of you know touch base with the various different nations of the United Kingdom, plus some classics. Well, no, you say the classics. No little mix in there. No, this is, thank gosh. Um, but there is the three degrees, and certainly. You know, any royal fan will know that, uh, you know, that they performed at his 30th birthday back in 1978. And then you obviously know the, 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 the rumours that ensued from then about Sheila Ferguson, one of the uh, one of the singers that then followed her for decades and decades after that she had had a dalliance with uh, the Prince of Wales at the time. Always, uh, always denied by Sheila and, of course, privately by the uh, by the Prince of Wales himself. However... Those uh, those rumours followed them around for quite some time. And she still still made it onto the playlist. And still so, made it onto the playlist. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, clearly, either way, it was a happy and memorable thirtieth birthday party. But you know, a lovely thing to do and a bit of good fun. And Charles's message throughout this past extraordinary year. Russell, you're going to have to work on your Prince Charles voice so that you can do his statements, I think. (laughs) (laughs) David Tennant did a brilliant... um, They were doing on the last leg a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember whether I mentioned it at the time. They did a sort of somewhat cruel but very funny um, David Tennant, as in Doctor Who, doing an impression of Prince Charles. It was brilliant. Look it up. I I do love his voice. Always always it's like a, it's for someone from a bygone era, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, I, I will have so, to, I'll, I'll, I'll give, maybe I'll give it a whirl. While you're on your holidays, I mean, you can, you can torture Mrs. <laughs> Myers. Throughout this past extraordinary year, I've been profoundly impressed by the dedication shown by a wonderful NHS staff and volunteers right across the country and to have found myself marvelling time and time again at the sheer resilience and indomitable spirit shown by everyone as we have faced the challenge of this most testing of times. Um, so dear Charles and Camilla they're out and about in Wales this week they are Um, I mean it's it's, it's Wales week what do we have last week we had Scotland week Royal week Holyrood week whatever you want to call it so we've got Wales week and I think that this is a sort of bit of nature's healing because these annual events that have obviously been in the royal calendar for, for many many years had to be postponed because of the pandemic and they are slowly coming back and you're going to start seeing a few more this is all i can tell you under under pain of death or embargo that <laughs> you are going to, to see a few a few you're going to see a few more of these um sort of engagements or what just go stalwarts of the royal calendar that we are going to see a bit more of Ooh. Exciting. And certainly, Royal Ascot was one of those, and we've we've had that back now. And seeing the seeing the Queen there was uh, was an absolute absolute delight. But uh, yes, they have been in Wales, paying a uh, Prince of Wales taking a tour of the Iceland HQ, Iceland the supermarket, not, yes. not the glorious country. Um, and then he's been he's been going to a few factories, all about sort of local communities, how they've dealt with the pandemic. And so you are uh, you're going to see him with the Duchess of Cornwall, hopefully later in the week. And also some environmental things with hydrogen cars and the like. Um, and I would imagine they hopefully will get be getting some um, nice foods and drinks along the way. And Russell was clearly bemoaning his lack of slow gin, but we had quite a lot of messages in about after our discussion about iron brew last week. So I'll just share a few of those quickly. 
on about 88 on Instagram so his daughter snuggled probably smuggled some after a trip to Scotland um, we can buy Iron Brew in some major grocery stores in Toronto now it was banned for a few years due to the orange colouring added same with Marmite banned for a while but now available um, rambling girl listening while I shop today not seeing Iron Brew in the stores here in Vancouver so hello to anybody who is out doing their weekly shopping while they're having a listen to us um, great to be with you um, what did Ash the Heart of It say? She said, on Iron Brew, our major supermarkets here in Australia have it in the international section. I bought a can just last week for my British husband as a treat. I'd say the closest thing it tastes like, in my opinion, is cream soda, but agree the colour can be a little off-putting. And then she's got the monkey with her eyes covered emoji. So thank you for everybody for sharing the... It's a bit, it's a bit that's not a bad shout, actually. I used to love cream soda, and then I had one i thought oh just you know you get those urges sometimes of your childhood and i bought a can and i've never tasted something so vile in all my life but so <laughs> so iron brew is distinctly better but i get i get the uh, i get the um correlation between the two a similarity um new patriot announced for camilla this week horseback uk which provides help education and recovery tools to veterans and others needing mental health support so talks recently related to royal ascot about camilla sort of doing more with the horses as a potential and certainly with racing um obviously that's horseback uk isn't racing related but you know whether she is um heading for the sort of the horse side of uh, royal interests to take on that role for the queen gradually over the coming days in fact we should talk about the royal windsor horse show as well because lady louise was um driving prince philip's carriage in it which is a rather yes and and the queen was there four times i think possibly five oh. pretty four times I mean, why wouldn't you be she, she, you she, love she horses has... it's in your back garden you'd just go wouldn't well, you she's, she's... She's got a better um, social life than me and you put together. This is so she was in Scotland, then she was down for uh, in Windsor meeting Angela Merkel. Then she was off straight off as a flash to the Royal Windsor Hall show, and she's looking like she's having a jolly old time. She really is looking like she's having a jolly old time. It was lovely to see. I was going to mention her meeting Angela Merkel because when we talked last week about her meeting Boris Johnson, Prime Minister, and this week again there was a um, well, for the Angela Merkel visit again, as well as the photos, there was some moving footage with the microphone on at the beginning, and it was you know it was quite a warm greeting. You could see, you know Angela Merkel, Chancellor of Germany, doing it, you know sort of very not exactly deferential. It was. Well, I thought she but, looked nervous. Respectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she did look. She looked sort of nervous, and the Queen was talking about the the press who had gathered and they wanted to take a they photo. They always like to take and... a picture and. Um, yeah, it was a little bit, but I thought the Queen was, you know, quite sweet, trying to make her feel relaxed. That's what she was saying it, but you know, Merkel was sort of almost overawed by it. By it. and why wouldn't you be? You're you're in the Queen's home. You're in the Queen of England's home, and she's there, ninety five. You've probably um, this is the last time you're ever going to to meet her. Although they, they had been at the G7, I suppose, but I think probably you're in her house, so that's that's probably. And it's a lot more intimate setting, and yes, I would I would imagine that in that setting, Angela Merkel is. I, I would imagine they probably do just dispense with the interpreters, and it is just her and the Queen, and she's dealing with it in in English. And it, you know, she was saying it's my first time here at Windsor. You know, I'm delighted to be here. So, but you're right; she did she did seem she did seem a little nervous. But the Queen just seemed like a total pro totally. because trying to deal with those 
photos at the beginning, they can, as as the Queen pointed out at the G7, they can be a little bit awkward. You know, you're like, are you meant to be looking like you're having a good time? <laughs> yeah. So they can be a bit awkward. So she was trying to just have some, you know, very small, small talk to put her a bit at her ease and have a bit of motion and that feeling of conversation happening between them, which gives you better pictures and better, you know, bit of moving footage for the news. And it is just the warm-up act before they kick the photographers out, potentially would get an interpreter in or someone, you know, someone who could help with um, bits in between and sit down and have a cup of, have a cup of tea and a chin wag. And I did as well enjoy, we're obviously talking about last week about how she said, oh, you, to Boris Johnson, oh, you've just seen, the, I've just seen the health secretary, poor man. And then this time it's like, oh, you've just seen the prime minister. So she's, you know, she, there's, I don't know, there's this sort of a, um, that feeling of, <laughs> I don't know what, what the queen might be thinking as <laughs> she's saying these things and what the, what the, what she really means yeah exactly you know so how is he what's he been up to now type thing so over over at checkers so i think that was um quite fun and seeing the 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 very smart man announcing angela merkel into the room so she'd already sort of come in and the queen had started greeting her but you still had this this formal announcement because that's how things are done when you're the queen. The, when you're the queen. When you're the queen. The castle and having an official visitor. So it was a very lovely moment. And like you said, she does look like she's having... A, she looks like she is enjoying being back at work and seeing people. Well, and, do you know what? I don't know where I read this the other day, but I thought it was a really lovely sentiment. And and you can well imagine that this uh, this rings true. It was... Um, Oh, do you know where I saw it? It was in Richard. It was Richard Kay's piece in the uh, in the Daily Mail. Richard Kay, uh, you know, one well, of the uh, uh, editors at the paper, and certainly very, very well connected in royal circles, was saying that this this whole vision of the of the Queen looking like she's having a good time. Of course, she's still mourning, but both her and Philip had a long held promise that whoever would go first um, or be left behind. Or, rather would would mourn the other one but not for too long and would get on with the business of running the family running the monarchy the country and doing the doing the role and certainly that philip knew how important that was to to the queen and uh and if and if the queen had unfortunately passed before him you probably wouldn't have seen philip retire you would have seen him heading up the family in a different way um instructing the family of how to do things. I know he, he was integral to some conversations with Prince Charles before he died. So um, I think that this is an actual um, cause of, of, of him passing and, and the conversations that both uh, both the Queen and, and Philip had had before, before his unfortunate death. Well, yes, and long may the Queen continue to enjoy a better social life than me and Russell. Well, it's not hard at the moment, but she's 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 certainly um, making a go of it. Oh gosh, she's not stopped. But yeah, shout out to Lady Louise who was taking part in the the Royal Winter Hall show and um, and was also driving the carriage on one of the days that uh, that has been bequeathed to her from her uh, great grandfather. So, or, or rather, grandfather rather. 
grandfather. Yes, because she's the youngest of that generation, but ahead of the, the George and George and Charlotte generation. So yeah, lovely, lovely moment and lovely way to sort of remember him and have him still be part of a thing that was, you know, so much a part of his life for a long time. So Russell. Russell Russell is away next week and we're with looking at the relationship of Wales and Scotland with the Royals because we've talked about, you know, Charles and Camilla being in Wales this week. And we've talked extensively in over a number of recent episodes about the Royals visit to Scotland. So I've, I've well, Russell is abandoning me for his holidays. I've invited in a couple of other other colleagues to get their perspectives from the other side of the border. Cheating on me, you floozy. Well, if you will abandon me, Russell, you can't <laughs> expect me to wait around forever. Um, so looking forward to hearing what they have to say. So to, do please join us for that. But I'm sure there will be lots to talk about when Russell's back. Is there anything that you can tell us about or is it all top secret and... We'll just have to wait and I see. Can only, I can only tell you that England will reach the final of the <laughs> European Championships and be victorious because it's coming home. No, and I think you wearing your, your, lucky, your lucky top tonight is a, is a symbol of that. You don't want to know that when I wore this, it was playing for the Daily Mirror's women's football team and we got beaten 15 now. Oh, right. That was facing the England women, in fairness. So it was probably... I mean, they should have beaten us, and they duly did. They duly did, yes. (laughs) That was was never in doubt. Anyway, everybody, I just want you to know that if if we lose tonight, or on Sunday night, it's definitely Russell's fault, because he declared it categorically. Oh, come on. You've got to to have faith. You've got to have faith. faith. Um, Is there anything I can tell you about? No, there isn't. There is something coming up which will be quite interesting to all of our listeners. Um, And you're just going to have to wait and watch this space, I think. Yeah, so do. And you can keep in touch with all of the Royal Headlines while Russell is off on the Mirrors website. And by signing up to our daily email roundup, if you go to www.mirror.co.uk slash email then you can see all of the different newsletters that we've got including the royal one which um which zoe sends out once a day with all of the headlines and features and opinion and all of the very best things that are going on on the site and keep up to date with what is happening there but russell football we're gonna watch that tonight fingers crossed the time space continuum you can all be cheering along with us now and wishing us good luck for Sunday or even knowing the outcome of that if it is a little bit further down the line. Have a lovely break, Russell. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Listeners, thank you as ever for joining us. Stay safe, stay well, and until next time.